This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. You know, the funny thing was, and I was we were just talking off air with Brian Lamartini back at the at the ranch doing all the big dial and stuff and doing all this. But he's a hiker, he's a mountain climber, he's all those things. So in preparation for the Grand Canyon, you know, he was telling me about some things. And it's kind of stressing me out. Yeah. You know, Max? <laughs> and we came down there and you know, it was like finally I got this hike done. I was so glad to be done with that hike into the Grand Canyon and out of the Grand Canyon. Because Gad Zooks, man, that kind of hangs in your you know, in, in your, your thought process, you know, every time you put on a couple of pounds, I go, that's really a couple of pounds I don't need to be carrying out of the Grand Canyon. No, absolutely not. But, you know, the Grand Canyon is one of those things that you don't want to take it for granted. No. It's one of those things. And, it's and amazing. Now, and now that you've done it, but it's so beautiful. Oh. But it is it, it, it is not for the faint of heart. No. It, 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 is, it is a grind. And, you know, I remember doing My wife did it pregnant. Really? With, with our with our Oh, with so our you're going to diminish my account? No, I'm not diminishing it. But, you know, I was worried about her the entire time. Right. I should have been worried about myself the entire time because her her and my nephew, they were fine. I mean, they they were hitting it. They were had the little scoot technique going yep. and then and then my nephew's like bounding off the rocks cuz he does like that parkour oh, stuff. No, man. So he's so I'm worried he's going to flip off the side of the mountain. <laughs> Because <laughs> there's no guardrails. <laughs> yes, there are no bumper rails. Yeah, there, but man. for me, you know, I, I'm taking it easy. I'm kind of getting the sideways walk at one point, going yeah. down, and then of course going back up. I mean, oh. it, that's the one thing. It's deceiving because it's straight down, so you feel good about yourself on that initial. Although you kind of jellify descent. your legs a little bit going oh, you down do. because it's yeah, like you, doing squats. Well, your sh- your shins just get blown up because oh. you're sitting there because you're stabilizing because you. Because you could literally, if you, if your balance gets over your toes, oh, yeah. you can go tumbling. And it won't oh, stop for nope. hundreds and hundreds of feet. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you're trying to kind of lean back a little bit as you walk, and it just blows up the front of your shins. Oh, man. I agree with you. And then you got to go all the way back up. Uh, and there's no breaks. There's no breaks. There's no breaks. Uh, well, you take breaks. I mean, you can you can take breaks. They're yes. not built in. There's no, I should say, there's no relief. Yes, there's no re- That's yeah, That's what it is. No there's relief. no relief. As you go back up. All right. So, no relief also for the Steelers offense. They've got to improve. they got to come out this Sunday or Saturday, have a chance to operate in Acrisure Stadium against the Seattle Seahawks. Wide receivers. This group, when it first checked into camp, I thought, wow, you know, without Deontay and stuff like that, you know, you got Pickens. He's a rookie. and But, boy, it's gonna uh, look a couple sloppy, weeks in. Right? Yeah. It's going to look A couple sloppy. weeks in doesn't look better. No. I mean, it, it, it's actually looked – Pretty consistently great. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things. It's not about the guys who catch the ball. Because here's the thing now with wide receivers, especially rookies and young guy wide receivers, they get such a high volume of catches now in college. Right. And they're asked to do so many different things because of the spread concepts. They come into the NFL, I feel like, more adapted and more, more available to be instant impacts because they were groomed so well in college. And guys come in, they've had 100 catches before. So, and they've ran the route tree. So then when you come here, it's, can I just get the terminology down? Mm-hmm. Can I get the timing down to gain a rhythm and a rapport with the quarterback? But as far as ability of catching the ball, like there's no low volume. There's no 30 catch receivers out here anymore. And so they come in and, they, and they're, they're, they're tremendous. I mean, George Pickens was injured most of the season last year. Right. But he came back in like the biggest three games you could come back into. True. And and he still performed and got in. And so now he's healthy. 
you see what Georgia saw in him. You see why he was that guy that they were looking to to be a real presence in the passing game. And you see the void that he left. They kind of picked it up and changed their philosophy. But it it was purely because he was injured that they had to change. Because if he was healthy, I think Georgia would have been a different type of football team being able to throw the ball to him. Um, so now you come in, Calvin Austin has caught a bunch of balls from the slot, from the outside, all over. He's a punt returner. You know, you have these guys who have a lot of skills, and, and, and it, it came on full display. No Claypool, no Johnson, no problem uh, was how they treated it. And these guys just fell right into place immediately. And George Pickens has literally stood out every day in camp. Calvin Austin has made an impact every day in camp. And you see the other young guys really emerge as well. Yesterday was, you know, we called it the terrible Ivans from a defensive perspective because – you know, I mean, sorry, terrible, terrible, terrible Tyler's. Tyler's. Yes. I was thinking uh, Ivan the terrible, right? I, I was, yeah, yeah. I was the terrible Tyler's yesterday. I was following you on it. Yeah, because Tyler Sneed and Tyler Vaughn. That's what concussions do for you. You it, know what I mean? Is. When you 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 mess up, but it still sounds right. You yeah, know what I mean? You just exactly. look at each other like, hmm, there's ah. something, something a little different there. But you ah, know, we'll make it's it work. Like, <laughs> it's like eating a cherry pie with two tart of cherries. You yeah. kind of go, eh, it's not quite the same, but, you know, could use a little more sugar, but eh, a little more uh, vanilla ice cream. It'll be better. I'll make it work. Yeah, I'll, I'll make, make it work. work. It, I ain't getting rid of it, that's no, for sure. No, definitely not. So, so the terrible Tylers yesterday were catching everything. They were really on display. Yes. You know, we lose Javon McKinley, who had a tremendous catch oh, what in a the catch. team period. Just a shame, you know, he hurt That was shoulder. a triple Lindy, man. He turned <clears throat> around, caught the back end of the ball, pulled that baby in while he's flying through the air, and then only to – cream himself on the ground yeah oh. went to the ground and and just the caught shoulder. the shoulder just right yeah uh. Uh, yeah it was sad to see but i mean but all these guys have stood miles boykin has been he's also been thank you yeah he, thank has, been you. he has been playing tremendous he has been tr- playing tremendously anthony miller has been consistent you know with his catching and his ability you see he, he's steven an NFL sims receiver. steven sims had a couple of, so i mean we, we just named off literally about nine guys this is going to be tough. It's going to be a, a very big, tough competition. Big group with a lot of talent across the board in the wide receiver. And, room. and all of them offer something different. Yes. And and, and we already Don't talked about Gunner. I was going to say we we yep. talked about Gunner at the top of the show, but Gunner Olszewski has been another guy who is just wowed. I mean, he's he's made some tough comments. He's gotten under the skin of the DB. Yes, group. I was just about to say he's yeah. kind of like the Heinz Ward of, of yeah. this of this training camp. He he's the antagonist. He's the antagonist, and and they're always like. I mean, Minka took it personal. Time. Yes, he did. He doinked them. <laughs> he doinked you know, them. And you're going to have that. I. You know what I love about Heinz? I always loved. And just to finish up that discussion we had before. Hines was – I loved when suddenly the hunters became the hunted. Yes. You know what I mean? Hines was out there hunting them up. And you knew, you knew sooner – these guys were paying more attention to Hines than they were of the, filling their run alleys on some of the yeah. out, out, you know, uh, the, the sweeps to their side and everything because they knew Hines was there. Exactly. It's, it's, it's funny when predator becomes prey. Yes. <laughs> yes. But, but, yeah, I mean, so, so this is one of the groups I think is, is going to be a really good one to watch. And no doubt. pay attention on Saturday because there's a lot of talent throughout this group. First, second, third, fourth unit, there's a lot of talent. There's no real drop-off no. between between them. So I, I'm excited about that group. Absolutely. All right, let's move on to the tight ends because I think there's another really strong room here at St. Vincent College is the tight end room. These guys from the first to last have been showing up from, from the Muth to uh, Sternberger. Sternberger. You know, that would be a good burger, too. The that Stern would be the Stern burger. Yeah, yeah. Have that in Texas. That'd yeah, be great. wouldn't that be great? Yeah, it's yeah. kind of like a steak 
you know, a ribeye type of. You could fill a lot of stuff in there. A lot of filler. Yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot of, of filler, but all all juicy. But you're right. It, it's it's Pat Firemove, Zach Gentry, Kevin Rader, Jay Sternberger, Connor Hayward. Yes. Connor Hayward, I think, is the one that's kind of the X factor. He's more that hybrid. Is he not fun to watch? He is fun, and he's faster than you think. What? Right? We were watching film yesterday, and Gadzooks were looking at this dude streaking through the middle of secondary, and yeah. you're like, oh, remember I asked, I was going, how fast is he? Yeah, how fast? Because he how looks fast faster down there with that ball in his hand that, than the, the, his his time that I think it was like, I don't know, 4-7-something or other. Yeah. You know, but the fact is, he looks fast, competitive speed. That's what you want on a guy like that. Yeah, no, he, ha- he has some nice game speed, and he also has some nice wiggle. You oh, know? yeah. So I think that when you look at it, it's really four tight ends, and then I think Connor is kind of that hybrid who can be tight end slash fullback slash H-back True. kind of combo guy. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be a good competition. Obviously, Zach Gentry is dinged up right now, but Kevin Raider's been making some great progress. Yes, he has. Great blocker. And Jay Sternberger has made some, made some tremendous catches in the red zone. You know, yes, consistent, consistency at the point of the run he game competes. is probably the one thing I think if I yeah. have to knock him. It's right. the one thing I think that Raider and Gentry kind of have an edge on him about. Yes. But that's that's still hotly contested because you're only keeping like two tight ends, you know. So, you know, how do guys fill into these roles? And that's where special teams starts to come in for the wide receivers and the tight end group is how do you fill in on special teams? What's your impact there makes you more valuable when it comes to cut day? Next group that we want to jump to because we're rolling along here, we got uh, Mike Tomlin's press conference coming up at the bottom. Uh, yeah, 1135. Yeah, 1135. I was going to try to say something like, you know, do, put on my official announcer guy say, you know, at the halfway point or, you know, halfway into this hour, that sort of thing. But you Coming just, up very soon, yeah. one of our next breaks, we how will about, have the Mike how Tomlin's about in a moment press or conference. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A few moments. All right. All right. Now, moving along, we got the running back room. All right. Of course, we know that Najee Harris is the big dog, and uh, he's been out a little bit. But I, you, you working start yesterday, about, working yesterday, in yeah, individual. He though. was, but I don't think we're going to see him no. uh, Saturday night. But I'll I do put him in bubble wrap. Yes, there you go. But you've been talking about Jalen Warren, the guy I've really liked that I, I, I think has really come out and, and been strong is Anthony McFarland. I would hope, I would love to see this is an opportunity for Anthony McFarland to be featured in this Saturday night's game. This. Yeah. I think this could be a you know his opportunity because Benny Snell's a little bit nicked up. I doubt we'll see Benny or much of Benny. Maybe well, uh, yeah, one minute. we'll see. But you know that this is an opportunity for Anthony McFarland to be featured. Yeah, no, Anthony McFarland definitely has earned the opportunity. I mean, a speedster. We're waiting to just see that speed unlocked and. We get an offense where he has a little bit more comfort and not just coming in truly as a changeup guy. See if he, when featured, can he answer the call? But I think also right behind him, you have Jalen Warren, rookie from Oklahoma State, who's been tremendous in all facets of the game, from the blocking aspect and pass protection to also running some of the sweep stuff, and then also between the tackles. He's a tough runner. He falls forward, and that's what you want to see. And then, of course, behind him, you have Mateo Durant, who's another taller, lean guy that can also get north and south. He showed some moments. Master Teague, another one, come in yes. last week, midweek, and you know from the get-go, he's, he's been trying to stand out, and he's a willing combatant in that game. So I look at it and I say, there, there's, there's some good running backs here. We're fighting for the number two role. All right, we got to take a break because at the bottom of the hour, we got Mike Tomlin coming up, and you are in the locker room here at training camp back after this.
This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the final lap as we watch coaches running laps. Yeah. You know I mean, I, I don't know who it is, but there's a couple of coaches running, apparently running laps here as they get through the walkthrough. Yeah, special know. teams emphasis. So it could be anybody. It could be offensive or defensive coaches. I'm not sure who. Yeah, somebody's doing, oh, uh, oh, doing push-ups. Oh, now push-ups on the oh, corners. Oh, oh, my heavens, they're serious now. Yeah, yeah, listen, that, that, that that's that's uh, something I don't want in on. Okay, we'll move right along yeah. here. We don't want to be a part of that. Okay, we've been talking a little bit about where they started from and where they're at now. Defensively speaking, one of the things that I like about this defense is um, I really like how the front end has started to come together with some of the, the parts. You know, last year we felt uh, a little bit – you only got Cameron Hayward. We lost Tyson Alualu and Stefan to it. But now uh, Tyson's back, and we have Larry Ogunjobi. Yes, yes. We got – that is that is the proverbial starting three on this 3-4 defense. But uh, we all know that now in the NFL you've got to have a bunch of guys because – Teams are going to put you in positions where they want to take you out of your base yes. operation. So you need to have guys who can play outside and inside <clears throat> and play shades and threes as opposed to zeros and fours. Yes. So you look at that and you, and you feel comfortable about those first three. I feel Explain good. Explain the zero and four for the so, folks that are. Yeah, so a zero technique is a head up nose. Yep. That's a nose tackle, truly. And then your four techniques are three, four defensive ends, but. Play more like defensive tackles. Yes. So the three technique is your traditional in a 4-3 defensive tackle. They bump them out a gap wider, and you have fours, which are head-ups over the tackles. Now, teams don't want teams that are 3-4 in their base 3-4 because those are really good guys who can hold up your offensive line. So teams that go three wide receivers, it gets more traditional that way. Yes. You get four down linemen looks, a sub-package sub yeah. type of team in nickel and dime, which that means nickel is when you bring in one extra DB, so now you have five. Dime is six DBs. So you're trying to get teams in a position where you don't have as many big humans on the field, especially when you're trying to run this out of that This was really sub-package. big when you had Casey Hampton. They were trying yes. to get Casey off the field. Trying to get Casey off the field and trying to eliminate, you know, what a team could do because also – the 3-4 has five guys on the line of scrimmage. So you have your three defensive linemen, down linemen. Right. Then you have the two outside backers on the edges. So it really looks like a 5-2 Yes. in all intents and purposes. So teams, when you go to three and four wide receivers, you now thin that out. You take the big, the big boulder in the middle out, and you usually sub out one more of those guys to have somebody that's a little bit smaller, that's a little bit quicker, because now it turns into more of a four-down concept, which is more – get up the field, not necessarily doing gap protection. Right. So so you look at that and you say, okay, well, those three are great. And even if you have to take one out and put one in, Tyson Aloha was a great pass rusher from the interior. He so, plays nose the way, like a three technique. Yes. I mean, it takes with him that pass rushing ability, that ability to stop the run, everything else. But he, he does it in a way that most nose tackles don't. No, most nose tackles are usually, you know, earth, earth plowers. Yes. They want, to, they want to stick in the ground, and they want to hold up as many offensive linemen as they can. So you look at that and you say, okay, this front three is great. But what's behind it, right? Guys are going to get tired. Defensive yes. linemen like to roll through. And Carl Dunbar loves to roll through his D linemen. Yes. Yes. So you look at that and you say, 
huh, that's a good three. But what do we have behind it? Last year, we were struggling to find a starting three. Yes, we were. We were struggling. to Who can we grasp at straws? Montrevious Adams comes in. You get Derek Tuska off the edge. You get all of these guys. Isaiah Loudermilk gets you know who a more prominent big was Chris Wormley. Chris Wormley had to come in and start. They had him initially as, as a reserve guy. Yeah, he was probably your, what, fifth, sixth guy in. Yeah, fifth, you sixth know? guy in, and he became a top three guy. He did. And, and performed amazing. I mean, I call him the Raven killer now. Yeah. Because he single-handedly was destroying the Ravens. Do you remember? Hayward. You know, I laughed because he did. I mean, he had big games against the Ravens, and I laughed because Mike Tomlin, I'll never forget Mike Tomlin says, he says to, to Chris one time, he says, well, they'll tell you what they think of you when they trade you into the, in the division. Yeah. All right. And and I think yeah, that'll honk you off a little bit. Oh, yeah. Boy, he did he perform. Well, and now we got Ogan Joby and Chris Wormley. Yes. Ravens and Browns connections. So, I'm very interested to interchange those guys at the starting positions. But we look at the second level and it's Chris Wormley. It's what Doug Costin. Oh, sorry, Montrevious yeah. Adams, but Doug yep. Costin's in because Montrevious injured his ankle. Right, right. And then right. we got Isaiah Loudermilk who right. has who looks looks like he Looks like he he had he had a growth spurt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And it went wide, not high. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He filled out more. I mean, and this is a big dude. He's six yeah. seven. He's one of those guys that you want to push the pile from the inside, get his hands up, make that quarterback throw out of a well, my friend. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that he's capable of doing. And now with the ham hocks he's gotten with some yeah. good diligent off season preparation, you can see where his his four wheel drive is going to be a lot more powerful this year. And that means he's going to get a better push. Better push means a deeper well. Yeah, and, and, and I really like that. And then that's just the second line. Now we get to the third line. So Doug Costin, DeMarvin Leal, and Khalil Davis. Oh, man, yes. Khalil. Yeah, Khalil, the other twin of the Davises. I mean, both the Davises are devastating, Carlos and Khalil. But Khalil, what he brings in, I mean, he, he like you said, two axe handles across the back. Oh, easy. Easily. And he he brings a very a very mm, disturbed disposition. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, he's just not he's not the friendly guy. He's not a warm he's, fuzzy. He's, he, he's not warm and fuzzy. He he he. You know you, that, that's like when you look at a bear. Yeah. Oh, that bear looks so cute. Looks he's so fuzzy. Cute, yeah. And then the bear mauls <laughs> you. Yeah. That that's Khalil Davis. I mean, he 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 he's the mauling type of bear. And so. It, Don't pet the bear. Don't don't do not feed the animals and do not pet the animals, <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen. But so I mean, I've, we've just that's, that's nine people right now. Yep. For essentially what could be what a six, maybe seven at the most rotation, but all of them are good. We we this is one where it's a spoils of riches. Yes. We look at it because a year ago we knew what it was not to have those guys, and I still I'm still not done. Wolf, who no, else we got? We got Henry Mondu. Yeah, who, you know what? He's one of the few guys that can spin. Like uh, he's one of the the three the the four tops. Yeah, four that, tops uh, spinners. Yeah, the spinners, whatever. Temptations, but whatever you want to call it. He's a highly agile guy who also puts in time on the special teams. He's he's a, a, a serious guy, and then we got Demarvin Leal. Who this guy here? He's another two axe handle across the backside type guy, and he is playing. He's doing a good job. I mean, you watch him out there; he's growing. Certainly from the first day to now, we've seen some good growth in him. No, and, and so you look at this. That rotation is going to be lethal uh, in this game because that, like we talked about, the wide receivers. Yes. Like D. Lyman coming into the league now, 
are asked to do so much more in college because they're used to spread. They're used to playing in sub packages. So it's not like, oh, my gosh, I'm not in base. I don't know what to do. No, these guys fill in because most teams are running three, four, five wide receivers at any given moment, and you can't just sub guys out. Right. So they bring a skill set with them where they understand the sub package concepts. So it makes it even better when they're when they're here and they get into a concept and they understand everything. And, I mean, there's nine, ten guys for – about maybe six hats, maybe seven. Seven's pushing it, but you've got to have that. And Carl Dunbar loves his rotation, so it's going to be fun to watch Saturday. They're going to get after whatever line is out there for Seattle, and they're going to cause problems because obviously you're not going to see Tyson Alualu and Cam Hayward in the game. But well, maybe not even Ogan Joby. Yeah, maybe not. So I mean, you th- and Wormley might not even play either. That's true. Too. So now you've got about five to six guys you can roll through and have so have some good stuff going. All right, we got to roll through here. We got T.J. Watt, Alex Highsmith, both guys speak for themselves. The high caliber, doing a good Keep job. Keep it moving. Jared Avery, uh, another guy that has looked good. We've seen uh, T.D. Moultrie. He was he's he's been gone. Uh, let's see, U.G. Three. Uh, he got yeah. And we got Derek Tuska, and what else? Delonte. Oh, that's the guy, Delonte yes, Scott. Yes, fifty. Here's here's another one too. Buddy Johnson has not shown the way Mark Robinson has. No, Mark he has Robinson, not flashed. He has not flashed the way Mark Robinson. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, it's an opportunity lost for Buddy Johnson. I think he's a very good physical, run run stopping, plug filling type of linebacker. But Mark Robinson does it with a different type of flair, a different intensity. When he comes around the edge, you know he's coming, and you don't want to be on those tracks when he, I'm not when he even sights sure you he up. He knows exactly what he's doing, but boy, he sure looks good doing whatever he's well, doing. Well, he does it at 100 miles an hour. Yes, he does. So even when it's not right, he makes himself right. So, I mean, that's a competition where you already know that you have Devin Bush, you have. Uh, Robert Spillane, you have Miles Jack there. Now you add in a Mark Robinson who can, who can definitely keep this more interesting as far as you're talking about four linebackers. But on the outside, you know, Jannard Avery and, and Delonte Scott have been doing have putting in some really good work at the second team. Derek Tuska, of course, we can't forget the job that he did coming yes. in last year and really stabilizing the depth for the outside linebackers to give TJ and Alex blows at different times in the game. So, you know, defensively, I feel really good about this squad. I mean, it's the defense, especially the, the interior seven. Looks good. Back end looks good as well. Akella Witherspoon, Levi Wallace, Arthur Millette and company is looking really nice. All right, we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're gonna, we'll take you to the Mike Tomlin press conference. More here at training camp after this. Allow the Steelers. 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 We are always talking black and gold on SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks, presented by your neighborhood Ford store on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. And we are just waiting for the queue to go to the Mike Tomlin press conference. We're going to finish up in the locker room here. Max. I'm looking at the uh, corners. Levi Wallace, Akella Witherspoon. One of the things you got to love about Levi Wallace, he's got length. And we saw it yesterday when he was able to come off his uh, area in, in the zone and knock down a pass yesterday out in the flat. But that's what length does for you. And, and it also it equalizes the, uh, the the lack of speed at, cer- at certain moments, right? When you can be yes. able to stretch and cover an area without physically having your feet in that area, you're doing something special. I think he came out with four six one. I think was his speed coming out. But when you have that type of length, I mean, that makes you a 4-5 guy automatically. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, we see the initial depth chart. <clears throat> and Coach Tomlin, of course, take it for what you were, 
at the time, Akello Witherspoon and Levi Wallace were split at the cornerback position. Right. And that was only because Levi had been sick for so many days. Yes. So Has not been able to participate. Had not been able to participate. And now he is. I think we look at it more so like – it's Levi Wallace and Akello Witherspoon at both quarterback positions. And then you got Cam Sutton behind them, Arthur Millette also behind them as kind of your nickel slots because Terrell Austin says, hey, in today's NFL, if you got three DBs, it really means you, you need you got four DBs. You got to have four you DBs available and then at least have three of them on every game day. And I think this group has been has has been growing by leaps and bounds. We've seen a lot more Chris Steele out in practice yes. and putting in a lot of good work. And then we've also seen, um, you know, uh, not um, not, not uh, James Chico. Pierre. Yeah, Pierre, Montague. there it is. Okay. Yeah, Pierre has been out there. Justin Lane has been out there at different points, and they've been doing some good things um, to really help. Absolutely. Okay, you know what? Let's wrap it up, and we're going to send it to the Mike Tomlin Press Conference. Good afternoon. Uh, man, it is exciting to kind of be at this point of development. It's time to get this group in the stadium and and, and compete against some unfamiliar guys um, to be in game-like circumstances and have to deal with some of the transitional things associated with play. Um, you know, in practice, it's, it's game-like. Drills are, are coordinated and organized. And, and so just to see their ability to, to move and function fluid fluidly in the midst of actual play is a significant step. Um, no question the performances under those circumstances are weighted more heavily than they are in these circumstances. And so we're really excited about that. Um, we have a template or a framework in which we, we'd like to uh, attack this in terms of participation of divisional labor. Um, you know, we got every intention of maybe the first group playing a quarter, um, the second groups playing second and third quarter, and then the third group playing the fourth quarter. There'll be some bleeding, if you will, of the guys. Um, if there's a first-teamer that lacks experience, he may play into the second quarter. If there's a third-teamer who's on the come with some upside, he might get in the game in the third quarter, things of that nature. Um, it's not going to be hard lines. Uh, we're going to do what we feel is appropriate. Our, our, our goal is to come out of this game giving everybody an opportunity to, to show what they're capable of and gain a better understanding of their of their play um, under real football-like circumstances, and so that's exciting. Um, we got every intentions of of playing the three quarterbacks. How much is to be determined. A lot of some of the hard and fast things that you guys might, you know, be interested in. As I sit here today, I'm just not going to have the answers for. We're we're highly conscious that we got to practice this afternoon, and every time you snap that ball this afternoon, it could change plans. And so we have a template. Um, and, and we'll finalize some of those things this evening after we get off this practice field today. Today's a big day. I'd, I'd be doing today a, a disservice if I started looking too much ahead. We got a Steelers versus Steelers padded practice today, and that's significant. But um, guys will have an opportunity to show what they're capable of. Um, I'm excited. Um, the return men, um, we, we got a lot of people to look at there. The specialists um, got a lot of people to look at there. Uh, game-like circumstances is going to be big for all of those type parties as well. So I'll pause and open it up for questions. So, Mike, will Mitch start? Or you, yes. Yeah. Yes. And then will you go? And then the other two, you don't know the order of those guys? Um, it's probably the way it's, it's played out here to this point. Um, like I mentioned to you guys, I wasn't going to be blowing in the wind regarding the quarterback rotation. We've been thoughtful about giving guys an opportunity to work in different groups. 
but our intentions are to play them this first time out very much the way we started this process. How do you measure success in this preseason game for the three quarterbacks? Moving the unit, taking care of the football. Will the first team offensive line maybe go a little longer or are you just going to keep them all? Again, I'll make those determinations after we get off the field today, but I'm not really thinking about anyone as a particular unit. I'm thinking about men within the unit. If, if there's a guy that needs additional reps within that unit, I'm open to giving it to him. Um, if I feel like an individual does not, I won't. Um, every rep is precious and we got a lot of people. We got 90 guys to sort through and so um, you better look at it from an individual basis as opposed to um, small collectors within the group. Mike, do you weigh at all who the guys are playing against? Do you, do you look at the opponent? Is it a first, second, or third team guy? I got no control over who or how much Pete plays his guys, so I'm, I'm less concerned about that, to be honest with you. Coach, you had uh, mentioned that there were a lot of players that you were looking at for the return game, I mean, for the return specialist. Was there any person in particular that would take advantage of that opportunity this early in preseason? You know, all of them are viable. We mean what we say when we say we don't care about what means guys get here. They'll be given an opportunity to show what they're capable of. And so return space is, is a space that history tells me that I'm always open to potentially being surprised. And so I'm excited about it. Mitch has been atop the quarterback depth chart since OTAs. What have Mason and Kenny really showed you that they can possibly earn some more first team reps? You know, they're doing what we're asking them to do. They're, they're taking care of the ball. They're moving their units. Um, they're doing the unofficial things that come with quarterback position in terms of leadership. Um, they're doing a nice job. And, and again, I'll be quite honest with you guys. I only provide depth charts because I have to. Um, you know, that's what this process is about. And I think you do this process of this service oftentimes when you read too much in the depth charts at this juncture, particularly when we haven't even been in the stadium yet. Mike, uh, Jerry O said the other day he's looking for somebody to distinguish himself as a leader in the inside linebacker. He's hoping that happens against Seattle. Do you agree, and what, how do you define leadership in that role? I'm not worried about leadership at that position. we got enough candidates, and, and the play will reveal it. Much like quarterback, inside linebacker, there's certain unofficial responsibilities that come with that job, and all of those guys have been playing that position, know and understand that, and are displaying that. Mike, you've had a chance to look at some guys with Najee out. How do you feel about the depth in your, with your running backs? I like it. I like what they've displayed out here. I'm really interested in watching them in stadium. And obviously, uh, ball security is a component of that position that is non-negotiable. And so you get those guys in the stadium and you get a chance to see their second effort and the things that you do in game-like circumstance. They need to do those things while, you know, safeguarding the football. Anybody ruled out yet, Mike? Not at this point. I'm, I'm always going to have an inclusive mentality. Obviously, if somebody has missed a significant amount of practice time, I probably won't play them because I'm setting them up for failure. But at this point, um, all of those that are working and working in some capacity, um, I'm having an inclusive mentality. What about your new waiver pickup? What do you know about him, and would he be able to be ready to go? Sir? I just walked off the field with him and, and, and got to meet him a little bit. I remember when he came out. In the draft, he was a guy that, that had our attention. Um, he's an outside linebacker body type. I think he had 14 sacks his junior year at Oregon State, and, and, and that captured our attention. But it's a get-to-know process, and, and, and we'll, ex we'll be excited about giving him an opportunity to, to, to show himself to us. He's a guy that's, that's not a rookie. Uh, he's been in this thing, so I'm hopeful that he can learn fast enough to be a contributor in some form or fashion Saturday.
about Kenny Pickett, what can you learn about seeing him face a live NFL defense that you haven't done throughout the process? <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot. I mean, this guy hadn't been in a live pocket yet. Um, none of the quarterbacks have. And that component of it is significant um, in terms of their play, their ability to operate and make decisions in a timely manner, their ability to absorb the punishment that comes with the game and the position. Um, is so much involved in, in live quarterback play, their ability to, to protect the football. And so it's, it's a big opportunity for him and others. Mike, you guys last year struggled at times against the run. Do you feel like your front seven this year, you, you know, you've addressed that, and, it, and we obviously don't see a ton of padded practice anymore because of the rules, but you see them enough. Do you feel good about that? Yeah, I'm not worried about what transpired last year. I feel good about the collection that we have and, and what they've shown thus far in that area, certainly. Um, I expect us to be dominant. Anyone else? Mike, where did you um, come up with the idea about uh, the way you feed the guys, uh, you know, the offense versus defense? How did that come about? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice, I mean, it, but uh, do you, have you done like a little incentive things like that before just to kind of uh, juice I it up? I just think in this setting it's important that we're, we're you know, we're, we're innovative and open-minded regarding creating a competitive environment. You came up with that on your own and you borrowed it from someone? Again, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Anyone else? All right. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Coach. Well, it's interesting. You know, uh, the most important question right there at the end, Mike Tomlin didn't seem to want to divulge where he got the idea yeah. of, you know, awarding the winners steak and lobster and crab claws and all that sort of uh, good stuff. Seafood accoutrements. <laughs> seafood accoutrements. Accoutrements, you say? Yes, yes. How so? Yeah, well, I mean, and I think and I think I appreciate Coach Tomlin from that perspective, right? right. You don't want to give other teams ideas because they listen to these press conferences. Sure. They're trying to get an, a leg up and trying to figure out. So if you have some secret sauce, you don't want to go you having know, everybody Coach, walk back in the kitchen. You don't tell everybody about yeah. that. So I think, yeah, you know, from Jerry, it was Jerry kind of egging that on, you know, wanting to do it because he's a good reporter. But at the same time, it's like you are given privy access. Don't don't lose that access. And that's I think right. That's the other thing about it. And you it. don't want to be the one that, you know, screws up the whole lobster. Yeah, me messes it up for everybody else. Out. Yeah, no. Yeah. So, it's like, like, listen, listen. Hey, you hey. might have to code red him. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? Next time we talk to him, when he's on the show with us, we may have to, like, Jerry. You got to stop talking about the food stuff. You don't want it to go away. Exactly. We're not trying to private pile them or anything, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, li li listen, yeah, hey, keep it to yourself. Hey. That's right. Because yeah, we, we have our system within that system. We do. We and do. we're not trying to lose our privileges. No, we don't want to lose well. that. Are you kidding me? Yeah, he, he, rep he represents for all of us, right? He does. One win, we all win, but one lose, we all lose. So, so come on, let's keep, let's keep the media broadcast teams on the winning side of this, but um, but I, I thought it was very interesting. A couple nuggets in there, talking about the the uh, division of labor within the game. Yes, starters obviously going to go the first quarter um, of the game ish 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 <laughs> because as you said or as he said, they'll be bleeding of throughout uh, the game. Yeah, guys who guys. need some additional experience or they want to see guys work with other other individuals and units. Right. And then you have the second teamers will take the meat of the game, which will be second and third quarters coming out of half. So they'll have the two-minute drill yep. to end the half. And then threes will fill in in that fourth quarter. And and so I look at it, and, and here's here's my thing. How 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 murky was that question about, oh, how's the quarterbacks? Well, what you've seen out here in practice? I was like, yeah. but they've been switching. <laughs> yep, yep. 
So you're saying one gets one quarter, one gets the other quarter, and then the best I, one gets the other quarter? I still maintain right now. I mean, yeah. look, if you total up the practices, Mason Rudolph is the guy that I think has got the, the, the lead right now. Yeah. All right? Mitch Trubisky was, like I said a couple of days ago, started gaining traction, mojination. He's starting to come up. But yesterday he had a day that kind of sat him back a little bit. He was 0 for 4 in the seven shots and, yeah. didn't, you know, had a little bit of uh, struggles in some other areas. But he's still may- maintaining some forward momentum and traction. I thought Kenny Pickett, that was one of his best days. Yeah, I think it was. And, and Some of, of those throws he threw, you know, you had, sit there had, and you watch it on film and you go, that's why they drafted him one. And yeah. You just saw it, you know. Yeah, you saw a couple of those throws and just kind of the comfort and the decision making, getting the ball out faster. Because yes. the day before, yeah, Coach Tomlin, audibly, everybody yeah. let him know, get the ball but out eight. There's a hugger coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Throw <laughs> the ball the guy when the hug hugger up. comes. Yes. Yeah, which is the guy kind of blitzing around the edge. So, so you can see where he took the coaching point and then made it better the next day around. And I thought that was an improvement. But I thought it was interesting the two minute drill, right? Oh yeah. Mitch didn't go. Mitch was already two for two. He didn't go. It was Mason and Kenny competing because what? The twos are going to be in at the end of the second quarter. Yes, yes. And one of them's going to be in in the fourth quarter. So getting those guys some live he, reps. Mason did some with the ones. Well, that, that was the reason why I said they took Mitch yeah. out because oh, yes. Mitch wasn't okay. going to be in when it comes game time. So trying to simulate game situations. And what a job that, that Mason oh. did, especially with Pickens. Oh, that pick, that, that, that sideline play. I mean, it was what, a 40-yard gainer? <sighs> And then, and then the Pickett, touchdown. The touchdown. I mean, it was a circus catch. A little bobulation. I didn't realize he had, a, he had a part-time hobby as a juggler. You know, I, this is kind of a little takeoff off the old hee-haw because my dad used to make us watch hee-haw. Oh, oh my yeah. heavens. But you know what? If you got uh, if you if you if you're Pickens, you're a grinning. Yes. <laughs> the guy is the yeah. guy is really, I think, looking good, is he not? No, he's he's looking tremendous. And like you said, you know, he 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 has all the confidence in the world right now on his side because he was showboating on the DBs, and the DBs were mad, and they're trying to make a play. Yeah. He still can't make a play. One of the things you, I wanted to say, young man, you might want to just tone that down a little bit. There's no sense in you aggreviating the defensive backs, you know, here yeah. in camp. Well, especially when you got the enforcer like Minka, yeah. you know, Ooh. back there just roving. It's like, hey. He's just waiting. Wait till the deep post comes. Then okay. you're in my world. All right, before we go, we're going to hand it off to Moats and Euler right now. I got to ask because Moats is actually here. He's here. What happened? How did that happen? He's actually. Did you get present. lost, our sighting? Huh? Did you get lost he had to a find flat your way tire, to camp? dead battery? Yeah. Two thousand thread count sheets. Somebody I don't know what it was. Somebody stole his his homework. All right, yeah. the dog ate his homework. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So he he's came out with a nice weather. You know what? Course. He's going to get on here and defend himself. Him and Wes are going to yeah, crush us. With yeah, that's okay. Exactly. That's all right. But we threw the first punch, though. That's Wolf. right. That's right. <laughs> I learned that lesson from Myron Cope back in 1980 when I did a banquet with him. And I, I was messing around when I got up and spoke. And he got up last of all. He says, and he just ripped me apart. Yeah. And he goes, hmm, ha. Well, Floyd, let that be a lesson to you. You don't mess with the man who's got the microphone last. That's right. And that's the truth of the matter. But it's good to see Arthur out here. Glad that he's here. Yeah. And certainly, you know, the thing about it is it's going to be a great, great practice today. Yeah. We've got, the, oh, I mean, you can see the hills. Yeah, see the hills. That's always the best sign. But also, a little bit of overcast. So Don't start not, singing the sound of music, though. No, I'm not. I'm not. The hills are alive. But the, yeah, go see, ahead. you you told me not to do it. I know. You start I just I got caught sound. up in the moment. You oh, know, yeah, it was a moment. Yeah, you know. I mean, what come can on. I say? It's like you you, you sabotaged yourself. <laughs> I did. I did. I did indeed. Well, we want to thank everybody for joining us today. It was a glorious show today. It's going to be a great practice. Pads, you got pads, and you got Wes Euler, Arthur Motes, who. 
is in person, as we talked about earlier. Finally, not, just not, showing not up. The voice. Thanks for showing the up, body. Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. Well, we'll be back on Monday. On my, on Go Monday. Steelers. We got the game Saturday night. Game Saturday, too. Seahawks, It'll be 7 fun. o'clock, Acrisure. We're out of here. This is Black and Gold Fan Heaven. Listen to this crowd. SNR.